There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for rotten treasure. Uh, hi. Welcome to Rotten Treasure. We watch John Wick. I'm your host, Jim O'Donnell, and with me as always is the other host, Kai Bobby. Hello, Jim. Hi, Kai. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, I'm in finals right now, so like, I'm a little bit like, you know, when some people are like, I'm here. Yeah, where I'm yeah, at. Yeah. yeah. But uh, important thing um, is that I'm taking time to do fun stuff. I've learned in the world of doing, going back to school for graphic design and design thinking, they really value improvisers. Uh, apparently we have like a huge leg up in the world of design. Didn't know it. Didn't know I was training for it. But yeah, making it a point suggested for us to just like do something silly every day. So whether it's this or signed up for an, uh, an improv workshop tomorrow, making sure to do some fucking stupid shit. Like watch, uh, I don't know, Keanu Reeves kill like 300 people. Yeah. 77. It was only 77. I didn't get the kill count. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Jim, how are you real quick? I just, um, I never asked. Uh, Good. Um, you tripped me up because I was going to say, guess who else are improvisers? I don't believe you. We'll talk about how you are later. It's our guests. I'll bring them <laughs> in for a second. Hang on. <laughs> Got it. She has a rich sketch and improv background and over 90 years of experience. She is six foot five, and he is an improviser, sketch writer, and animator with the best deadpan delivery and commentary during British TV shows. He's also supremely handsome. Yeah, that was supremely supremely handsome and strong and good at making pancakes. It's Ooh. Dan and Caitlin Corkery. <laughs> nice. Oh. Hello, welcome. I I forget. Did I did I find out? I don't know if either one of you have heard each other's. Did you know each other's? No. 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 Okay. Oh, great. Perfect. Awesome. So, Jim, is there anything you want to know? Because I immediately will have questions. <laughs> I mean, my first question was, did you like each other's intro? Did you? I, I really liked Dan's intro because I think it was just the facts and I really respected that. <laughs> I oh, whereas, like, yeah, go, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was maybe a little floral. I think that, that Dan was, I don't know, you, t- you talk about how you feel. Yeah, I'm not handsome. She I exaggerated that. I, I, so Caitlin thinks that she's taller than she is. I thought she would be <laughs> lying about it. Mm-hmm. I am that tall. <laughs> okay. I carry tall. She thinks she carries tall. I carry tall. I really occupy a lot of vertical space. No, that's nice. Yeah, I, I try to do that mentally myself as a five foot three and three quarters person. So I hear you. I won't let them measure me at the doctor. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep my shoes on. A matter of fact, give me your shoes. I'm putting those on too. <laughs> Go to the New Jersey DMV. They don't fact check you. So you can put anything you want. On yeah, your you license. tell them whatever you want. Oh, that's I like that. true. Yeah. I, I am six one on my license from New Jersey, but I'm only six foot. They'll never fact check it. No, they don't care. Uh, speaking of facts, what's the evidence uh, on this uh, pancake uh, profession uh, going on here? So how long have you been making uh, making pancakes here? Pancakes? Uh, since Dan- oh, Dan cakes. Sorry, I didn't know you had a I had operation going. Uh, since the since the start of the pandemic, when we couldn't do anything. Oh, the, oh, I- the, da- the Dan-demic? Yeah, sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I thought we were making it. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm sorry, Dan, I'm so sorry. We just we're really just getting to know each other here and I'm ruining it. Completely. I'm sorry I'm so for sorry. everybody's I'm sorry for what I caused, but yes, it was me. <laughs> I I Googled I Googled like homemade pancake recipe and it was the first result that came up. And I've been doing that and Caitlin is really well by them. <laughs> I'm a very simple tall woman. <laughs> simple things. Oh wow, egg and milk in this. Mm. 
Sometimes like, some bloobs in there. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh yes. Bloobs, you like, know? Like, but like when they're not really, like, not when they're all together. I want them mushy and like chaotic spread all over the place. My story with blueberries, I only want them tart. I want them like borderline sour candy. Yeah, I like like on the scale of ripe to unripe fruits, I like slightly unripe fruits. Mm. Is this I, what brought us here, Kai and Jim? I did. I, I, well, first off, I didn't. Okay, so you didn't read the fine the fine print. Uh, <laughs> it was mostly going to be about your uh, your pancake abilities as well as also your your hot takes on on tart fruit. I don't know. It's it seems honestly, I'm this is information that I'm I'm very happy to know. So thank you. Uh, now I want a giant Belgian. Oh, waffle she tried to banana. eat. She tried to eat one of the greenest bananas I've ever seen today. Those are so green. <laughs> what you say? Tried? What? What held you from being able to do it? I'm glad you asked. Would have would have eaten it. No she problem. She spat it out like a baby. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I could barely peel it. I had to really force it. She force it open, and I had to like peel it in sections. And then that stuck to my hands and then I cut it and it was like, um, it was like not a rock all the way, but like a baby rock. It was hard. It was really hard and flavorless. I'll eat them tomorrow though. You just got to wait. You got to stare at them until they're ready. Listen, as soon as the banana is yellow, it's too much for me. There's the there's a perfect moment. I, uh, I was at Aldi and I had a moment where me and this other person, we didn't say a single word to each other other than... Oh, I got you. All I said was, "I oh, I got you while I was digging through the bananas and I like handed them a good set and I got a good set because it was really just five cases of just bright, intense green. And then just like four like <laughs> little section, like little tiny. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Not bundles. What do we call them? Bunches. Bunches. Little bunches of bananas. Uh, and I was just like, OK, shh, don't tell anyone else. These are for us. <laughs> I feel like my preference in bananas is a service to the general public because no one else wants the bananas that I want. So, like, I would leave those bananas for you, Kai, and your friend at the Aldi because I would be taking the green bananas from the top. Was that you? Did you come to Minneapolis and leave those bananas for me? I did. Oh, my God. Of Minneapolis, a small place. (laughs) Thank you so much. Small town Minneapolis. Oh my god, that's so kind of you. I have another question, if that's okay. So you 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 were excited to talk about this this franchise. I'm very curious about what uh, both your individual as well as your collective relationship is with the John Wick franchise in general. Yeah, Dan, do you want to go first since you saw it before me? Yeah, uh, i i didn't I didn't see John Wick until like probably 2017 or maybe 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was one of those things that I knew it was completely up my alley. And people told me that I would love it. It's the best. It's really fun. Uh, but I did know about the dog thing, and I just didn't want to. <laughs> yep. I, I I didn't want to bother with it. And honestly, like <clears throat> I watched it, and uh, I did get very upset. Um, mm-hmm. But I you, you probably could have just started the movie like 15 minutes in and, and it would still be as fun. But I, I guess, you know, it, I really got to feel the whole thing. So that was, I, I think I did cry at that when I yeah. saw it the first time. And then 
I was watching the second one like immediately after and Caitlin caught the last half hour and then you can talk about how you feel. About yeah. It. And like my thing is I am not a great I'm not a great movie person. I say on this movie podcast um, because I don't like conflict mm-hmm. in movies. Oh, I don't, I don't, you could have ended that sentence earlier. I was like, oh, I don't like conflict either. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like conflict in movies. I don't like feeling like I don't like feeling nervous about people making bad <laughs> choices or someone getting hurt like things like that i just want to have a nice time when i watch a movie and weirdly i found through dan i had kind of written off action movies overall i can't stand watching people get hurt i like i i can't watch it i don't really have a stomach for it i say as we start to talk about john wick um but action movies specifically from a certain era mm-hmm. are 100 my sweet spot because there's no conflict like Hear me out. John Wick, never for a second are we concerned about it. Like John Wick throughout, we know, I know in watching the first one, because I know there are multiples after that, that John Wick is still going to live throughout this. And he's just like, he's doing the thing. It's the same as like Taken with Liam Neeson. He's just like doing the thing. He's got other stuff to take. He can't die. (laughs) Or this like kind of turn of like the anti-hero or like the kind of dramatic, um, like serious drama stuff where like all of a sudden they'll have a big twist and like, Ned Stark's head gets cut off in the first season or whatever. And it's like, I don't have to worry about this. This I just know that we're going to, it's no conflict. But I know he's going to make it through. Even if he did die, like, so what? He's fake. Like, he's not a real guy. Well, I still think. <laughs> and this too, I feel like as much as Dan's like, you could start the movie 15 minutes in without the dog. I think seeing the dog part as upsetting as it is, makes you feel right there with John Wick the oh. whole time. Oh, I wanted. I was up on my couch. I was like, you fucking killed that guy. I was, oh, I have I had three things I bolded. It was William Defoe, all bold. I said, I was like, holy shit. The next was Puppy, very excited. And then I also wrote Luigi as well. Because I was like, oh my God, Luigi's here. <laughs> <laughs> John, John Leguizam, was that? Yeah, sorry. Forever Luigi. I love, I love Super Mario Brothers. This is a special place in my heart. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was so I was beyond ready to go. I was like, I will literally where's where's my secret wall of guns? I'm coming with you. We're killing all of these people. <laughs> it's a great dog. device. It gets you. It does oh. get you into it because that's all those movies. They need to to justify in your mind why it's OK to, to, to do this. And it's like the bar is is kind of it was a 77 was the the, the head count in this or. I saw it was somewhere in the 70s. Some yeah. people said 72. Some said 77. You gotta have a you gotta have a reason, um, and the dog's a pretty good one. And his his wife had just died. It sounds insane, but even like the like his wife dying thing, like something about a pet who is like such an an innocent and like is so like why would it's well he said it in the film it represented hope. He took that from him. That was like the hard thing. I was like, absolutely, that like the relationship with that dog was going to be everything. Yeah, uh, and you yeah. fucking ruined it. I'm so mad. Sorry, I'm still mad. I I watched it a couple hours ago, so <laughs> I'm I'm heated right now. <laughs> a recurring nightmare that I am mistaken for someone in the mafia, and they keep being like, "You're Tony," and I'm like, "I'm not." And they keep trying to get and like they drag me into stuff, and I'm like, Ooh. "I'm not in the mafia." No, it's who would ever think that you are. <laughs> what you for a second in the mafia I'm yeah saying, but that's the only see i feel like you're both setting this up to determine the fact that, been a front. Yeah. the front. Front. club <laughs> it's 
so rude. <laughs> Perfect front. I have like a very round face. I cry really easily. I'm great to be a fake mafia person. But anyway, I, that's why I really bonded. I felt a connection with John Wick because he's trying to get out of something. He's trying to move on past something. And they, they just won't let you. Like the dream mafia people who keep coming for me. <sighs> I'm so ready. I mean, you said you watched John Wick 2, like pretty relatively right afterwards, because I'm ready to do it. Like I have so much finals to do and so much homework to do between I, when I have to record that episode. Like way other more priorities. But all I want to do is after this is just watch John Wick 2. <laughs> I just hope that it's the same movie. I hope it's literally the same movie. They, I don't want them to kill the dog, but I want them to just kill the dog. Uh, that he got at the end. Then they go through the exact same movie, exact same scenario, all the same actors. And then he gets another dog at the end and then it continues have, in that have, cycle. Have you guys, you you guys haven't seen? You haven't seen the rest of them? No. That's, that's this podcast. You think we, <laughs> Dan, do you think we... Okay. Well, I never saw any of the Tremors films. I never saw I never saw Pitch Perfect 3. Like most of this uh, this, this last like 100 episodes-ish has been just us watching stuff that I'm like... Well, let's see what the fuck happens now. <laughs> Home Alone 5 was never meant to be seen by me, but here I am. <laughs> I saw Home Alone 5. I was I was surprised by how much I liked Home Alone 5. <laughs> oh, shit. Do you guys need to fight? Oh, no, Jim, you hate 4 the most, right? Well, yeah, 4 is god-awful. 5 is great. 5 is fun five, to watch. 5 is the video game one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. 5 is like star-studded cast. It's like a good like comedy group of people in that cast, right? Okay. Uh, you're thinking of 6. Oh, okay. The one that like came out. Like, oh, you saw you saw Home Sweet Home Alone. Six yeah. of them. Yeah, there's six of them. Yeah. One I, of them is so bad that nobody counts it. The last one you saw is the only one that's the like the third one. It's the there's only three in canon, and I think that unless you're saying that the other ones are canon, Jim, because I don't think they are. I, I I'm not. Charles Johansson one is that one of the ones in canon? The one where he kills everybody in the lift drive, or the or the lift. Hold on, have you not seen that sketch? The one with uh, the Home Alone, he's a Lyft driver, and he's also kind of a, a scary person. No. Oh. Kai, I thought you were just doing a British thing, and I was like, when is Macaulay Culkin in an elevator? I thought, <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, he's a Lyft driver, and he's terrifying, and he's kind of just like, I remember, I'll send you a link. Well, oh, let's so pause and watch it real quick. Driving some people. You thought I was a, I'm sorry, you thought I was a what now? I thought you were just pulling like a British move. I thought you were just called, referring actually, to the elevator as a Lyft. No, I, I'm. Oh, I've been saying love too. Actually, hey, love. Uh, yeah, this is just who I am now. Sorry, Kai means to say that they were in their boot. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually. This brings me back to one of the other things that was uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask based off your intros was British TV shows. What are we watching? We just finished The Crown. Okay. Um, we just finished The Crown, and before that, we watched Down Nabby. And I will say, I don't want to volunteer my husband to watch these shows with people, mm-hmm. uh, but he's extremely funny to watch the shows. So with. I, I'm not a I'm I'm not a huge fan of the monarchy it's or mild. the British aristocracy. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hate all the people, all the characters in the shows and stuff like that. So I, I kind of just complained the whole time. You say we just watched Down Nabby. We watched Down Nabby two years ago. We just on, oh, was it? Wow. That's how it feels. Yeah. 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 Hey, but Caitlin loves like. Um, I, I like added BritBox to our subscription so she could watch all like the um, miss like Dimple Dumbs mystery. <laughs> are you, I love, are you like, saying real things? <laughs> cozy mysteries. So right now I'm watching Father Brown, which is like a priest that solves mysteries in post World War II England, like in the Cotswolds. I've heard of that show. Sure. It's just it's the guy who plays Ron Weasley's dad. Um, being a priest, 
uh, just solve mysteries. Every there's like a hundred episodes, and they're all like the same. It's it's. I read Agatha Christie books. I love I love this shit. It's so cozy. Everyone has tea. People do murders, and then they stick around long enough for people Wait, to figure tea it out. Tea and murders. Tea and murders. <laughs> Whoa. There. Festivals. People murder for like the goofiest reasons. It'll be so silly. They'll be like, well, you were the manufacturer of the sled that my sister died in. And you're like, what? What? Kill someone about that. It's really fun. But it's very fun to watch shows with Dan because Dan, like, as he, I think he put it mildly, like, he he is not a fan of the queen, man. He is, he hates that lady. Um, And that whole goofy family. She made the sled that killed my family. (laughs) (laughs) He'll just be so, like, first of all, I'm I'm a simpleton, so we'll watch the shows, and I'll be like, Dan, did that really happen? Dan, in the crown, did that really happen? And he'll be like, yeah, it's a historical event. (laughs) And then I'll be like, Dan, there's no way the queen was quiet about that. Did she do that? And he'll be like, yeah, she's a spineless coward. (laughs) (laughs) It's very fun. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I like I, I'll laugh at it, and I'm probably not supposed to laugh. At it. There's an episode where you find out like she she never learned math basically, and I thought that was really funny. <laughs> During Downton Abbey, at one point, um, Dan described one character as looking like a finger dipped in hair. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> extremely accurate. I will send you both a picture of the finger dipped in hair after, and you'll be like, oh yeah, that's that lady. I'm, it's a bad that I'm seeing Boris Johnson. <laughs> like a big toe. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm seeing. But yeah, I'm very excited to see what, what you got for me. I'm excited that you, you both get to watch John Wick 2 and 3 and is there 4 now? 4 is coming out in a couple months, I think. What a journey. Because like for me, the first one started out and I was just like, afterwards, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I love this. I'm going to also be a fighter. This is cool. <laughs> you know, I'll stab myself too just for the hell of it that seems fun yeah <laughs> but as they go on they legitimately like some they turn into some of my favorite i think action movies turn into my favorite comedies because yeah. they are just so insane i think the third one has like a scene where the dialogue is like straight up written by our nephew like i think michael was what like seven when we watched it yeah and there's a scene where he's just like pretty cool gun and the other guy's like yeah i like it it's like, what is happening here? This is like the it, most basic. It, I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away. But each one. Oh, no. I mean, there's, do that on this podcast. This give sequel. away as much as you want. They're they're sequels, right? So like they yeah. have. To, oh, not to us. Sorry, not the sequels. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> like they, so, they, they just have to take what worked and ratchet it up. So it's just more. Okay. And the they the world building that is done. If you want to call like, <laughs> if you want to call it world building, it is insane. Yes, and, and to the point where it's like by the end of the third, you're like, I guess in this reality, ten percent of the population are elite assassins. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fun. It's I, really fun. I do love the hotel vibe where they're all just like, look, nobody kills on this fucking. This, this is like a safe zone. That's There's fucking cool. Like have a lot more hotel lore coming your way. Cool. I want that. I really want that. I was so curious about that whole hotel. All the coded language. Like so fucking. They could good. have had a whole movie just with the hotel, and I would have been fine with that. A lot yeah. more Ian McShane. Ooh, he was in this. Ooh, was he not in the first one? <gasps> I thought he was hotelier in in all three of them. He's definitely in the later ones. Hmm. 
I I actually I hadn't watched Keanu Reeves in anything in quite some time. I think matter of fact, I think the last time I had seen him was uh he was I, in the background giving letters to Sandra Bullock in time. What's up? <laughs> I I today was like I was looking at Keanu Reeves' filmography and I was like, huh, I've seen a lot of Keanu Reeves movies. I've seen seventeen Keanu Reeves movies and I had oh, no wow. idea. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. What, because he's such a good actor, just blends into the role. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. <laughs> I oh, like him because I can see myself on him because he's so <laughs> he's so wooden. <laughs> so he, excellent adventure. Oh my god! I actually I, yeah. love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We got to throw that on the, the 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 list soon to see if we'll get that actually to happen on this. Because uh, I do, I know I haven't seen the third one, and I did see the other ones when I was younger. And I, it's been it's too long. Great. Yeah, I bet it's terrible. What uh, range, what's up? What range, though, to, to be in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and then come through and kill 72 to 77 people? Yeah, I feel like it's I feel like it's the same. Uh, what is his name? Who played um, in Dumb and Dumber? What's his name? Um, not Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey? Yeah. No. What's his, uh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Jeff Daniels, was, when he talked about reprising the role, like that movie was terrible. But and we'll, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, one day about how terrible it was, the the the, the reboot, whatever. But uh, he just he had so much fun just doing it. And I was so happy for him because I was just like, you know what? I bet that's nice, actually. Just every now and then just taking a break from the serious shit. And just I'm sure Keanu Reeves is like, yeah, I got to put the guns down, man. Like, what can I do? Can I go be? Well, you where's can be Will in Ferrell? that, um, that Amy Wong movie. movie? What's up? You could be in the uh, oh, yeah. Amy Wong yeah, right? In the, uh, the like, rom-com? Yeah, Always Be My Maybe. Yeah, playing himself. Yeah, and he's the best part of that movie. An incredible cameo. I laughed extremely hard when he showed up. Keanu he was very... Daniels. Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he was... I, I told my girlfriend that he was, like, a... Uh, he was, like, a Nick Gillette character in that movie. <laughs> 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 That is an inside joke for us, as well as anybody who has listened to Nick Gillette's episodes. <laughs> episode? <laughs> yeah. Hope we seek out Nick Gillette now, just to confirm that. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, phone a friend. I want to, let's, let's, let's get him in. You mentioned uh, the comedy aspect, and I just have to touch, uh, I'm curious about what aspects of this that, like, really get your, that caught you off guard and, like, made you giggle, because there definitely were a few moments for me as well. Oh my gosh, I'm going to try, they're all going to blend together now. She cracked up at the dog thing. Don't let her. Okay. The dog right. dying? The, no, the dog thing. <laughs> Not, yeah, you can't get the cash. There could be a lot of other things. Sure. I think maybe, maybe one didn't have it. Like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for you. The, like two and three, there are some parts that are they get so funny. goofy. Just the ludicrousness of the world. But like, I, I, I think one thing that is, that becomes funny in the first one. So I think uh, Michael Nyquist. Uh, who's like the 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 bad the big bad in this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something that was so funny was basically like from the beginning he was like, "What did you do to his son?" And everybody's like, "Oh my God, he's gonna do this. He's gonna do that." Because yeah, he knows they're calling his shot for him over and over again, and that is kind of just there's a beat to it that is is very funny. The inevitability, and I think Michael Nyquist is like he. I mean, he's he's dead now, but he was such a good actor and he's so good as like the world weary um sort of like gangster guy who's just like oh okay he's gonna come he's gonna do this he's gonna do like it, i don't know i i i loved him in in the movie and then they by the time they have the fight at the end he's even just like jesus come on i mean there's also his nonchalance about being like just fucking kill my kid i knew like i knew like he knew his kid was dead 
that the moment it happens. So like he was detached. I yeah. think there's like this is this is not a kind thing, but uh, teens are sometimes the worst. I know they're really going through something and they're they're feeling things and they're becoming their own little people. Yeah. I like teens as an enemy. <laughs> He's not a teenager. He's acting like it. No, he's supposed to be a fully <laughs> early 20s man. No, he's probably, what, 24? Yeah. That's a teen. Yeah. He, I go to college <laughs> right now. I, I, look, I'm going to agree with you. I'm in college right now with a bunch of, yeah, like early 20s, like like 19-year-olds. So, yes, I'm going to agree with you. That... How old Alfie Allen was when he made the movie. Well, he's, well yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, the amount of, like, spoiled rotten, like, he basically is a teenager. Yeah. He big baby. He's yes. 28. Almost. I thought it was actually funny you said Ned Stark is actually I was like, oh, shit, that's that dude from fucking I don't I didn't watch that much. Uh, I almost said Lord of the Flies. Um, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Lord another of the movie full of teens. Lord of the Flies. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I was like, oh, that's that. That's the other like the was he like the bastard son of Ned Stark, right? He's um, OK. So he no, you is. Know what? I don't want to know. <laughs> he's just not his son. He's someone else's son oh, that he took as uh, as a hostage, essentially. But I, I knew that, and I was like, "Oh, this is weird." Now he's just playing. The, he played this this shitty dude so fucking well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's a good sniveler. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Do they, you, go ahead. Do Do either of you ever think about if you were like uh, being typecast in in Hollywood and films, like what your typecast role would be? Like he's a good sniveler. He's like that dude's doing his own thing. Do you, either of you have a, a typecast role that you think you get? Oh no! Oh, like, now you're asking me what my comedic voice is. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you think casting agents would put you down so, as, like, time and time again? Even if it's not what you want, just like what they would put you down as. Jim, I know the answer to this um, for both of us. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Well, you tell me then, because I I had a word in my head that isn't right go ahead well no i guess this isn't a typecast situation i you know i'm sorry i'm just saying that uh jim and i have thought about if we did like a talk show basically he'd be the conan and i'd be the andy like that's kind of like i know that i'm basically going to be typecasted as like the queer actually both of us in some variation and and not that i want to be really equated to this this man because it's not great but um uh kramer i don't know what that actor's dude's name is but i'm very Uncle much richard no, richard I ha- I know that I'm I like I would be typecasted as the fucking weirdo neighbor like uh, the quirky neighbor or uh, I'm slowly working towards more of the like the funny witty be- uh, queer friend Jim I don't mean to tell you who you are you're not Conan O'Brien I shouldn't have said that am you're I Jerry just... Seinfeld <laughs> no, in this I, scenario I think honestly <laughs> I don't know how you get I don't know how you would get uh... <laughs> did you I'm sorry did you have close to an answer did you did you know who you are no I didn't. What would you two be? <laughs> hey, Jim, do you know who you are? Oh, yeah. Barely. Barely. Was that too rude of me to ask? <laughs> I think I would be um I'd be middle management. I think I, I would typecast pretty easily as being like the the Coles manager or like the lady from accounting. I think mm-hmm. I'm like that's kind of what, what my face reads as. They couldn't afford me. <laughs> I hope that's the one line you get in that show. And you would have saved the company. <laughs> you, yeah. I, I've been told by, I was in LA once and a guy thought I was trying to be an actor, mm-hmm. which I wasn't. And he was like, well, you can see you getting some commercial parts as like a young dad. And this was like about five years before I had a, a, a child. And right. now 
I don't think I would be young dad anymore, but I think some sort of dad role would just be it. Regular dad. How's the how's the the the, the actual method acting going? How's the, how's the... <laughs> it's yeah. good. Challenging scene partner. <laughs> <laughs> no buts a lot. Like <laughs> it's really frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I honestly. I, I'm going to do that horrible thing where someone's just like, I got a nephew. I only got to hang out with them for a short period of time. I'm not going to go down that whole thing. But when I do hang out with my nephew, I'm like, you are saying the craziest shit to me ever. I'm here for it because no one puts me on my toes like this. I've been improvising with some people regularly and like, you are a challenge and I like it. It's fun. Like our daughter is starting to um, make more sense. The things that she's saying, yeah. um, not just like repeating things, but, and she's watching, we let her watch possibly too much television um no, she possibly definitely too much television uh, but she has a lot of like reference points now and so now she's like extremely funny and she says things that are really fun like she's really into true love's kiss right now and giving people true love's kiss she's, she's, a, a, she's a princess so which is like <laughs> the wettest longest most open-eyed kiss on your mouth like for a long time open-eyed kissing is very fun for everyone it's not weird at all. oh my god i mean uh jim sorry go ahead I thought you. Were, I, I was about to say something. I, I mean, maybe I could say something. Uh, my nephew <laughs> no. just started uh, uh, like saying sentences as well, um, and his favorite is I don't know. And uh, he also can name things in the room, such as uh, dump truck, uh, bulldozer, and excavator. He's mostly vehicles. Yeah, that's his. That I, we we know some kids like that. Um, do you want to tell him your favorite one? The thing I just yeah, that's not my favorite. I think it's my. <laughs> Dan was trying to put pants on our daughter one morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like putting pants on a small person. We had to go outside. It was getting colder outside. Who has no pants on? And she ran to the bathroom, and Dan was like, "Okay, I'm gonna put these pants on." And she she looked at him, and she said, "Get your own life." And then <laughs> as if Dan trying to put pants on like her I'm was like I'm trying to him. live vicariously through her. <laughs> <laughs> Later, it's from the Goofy movie. Max. Oh really? To- oh okay. <sighs> I forget how much adult stuff they put in those movies. So like they pick up on stuff, and you're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, get your own life is harsh. Yeah. My nephew once uh, said to my sister, because they were in a fight, he was like, I'm, I'm, I feel hurt. So now you have to feel hurt, which is a horrible, right, kid thing to learn. Like, I feel bad. You have to feel bad. Tit for tat, you know, like. Eye for an eye. Hammer on his code. Yeah. And my sister just goes, well, I already feel hurt uh, or am hurt because we're fighting and I don't like that. And he goes, all right, then we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Even Steven. And I know I shouldn't find that hilarious, but like it's pretty fucking hilarious. He has the emotional intelligence to recognize that's how he feels, which I think means that he will grow out of it, unlike a lot of people I've encountered as an adult. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know that that's that's why they're doing what they're doing. Oh, I wish more uh, of like people that are assholes out in public would just be like, look, hey, I know I just like kind of just shouted boys really drunk with my friends out there and then just like called you like the horrible stuff. But like, it's really just because I'm having a hard time with like understanding who I am as a person and like unfolding my values. <laughs> people hurt people. <laughs> yeah. I would, and being like, all right, anyways, uh, I'm gonna go back to my um, my bullying of you. <clears throat> anyways. <laughs> as long as you know it's because I'm hurt and I would like you. <laughs> I need this. Thanks you. Anyways. <laughs> Back from the top. Let's go. Let's do it again. My, that happened to my little brother as a kid where uh, there was a kid next door who was bullying him and then like one day and then 
uh, he got a call from that kid later that night, and the kid was like, hey, I just want to let you know, I'm really sorry. I'm going through some stuff right now, uh, and I don't really mean the things I'm saying. It's just like I'm I'm projecting my anger onto you. And this kid was like eight, eight or nine, and he knew to be able to say that to my brother. That's crazy. Yeah, oh. especially since I know his parents, and they did not tell him to do that because <laughs> they did not have the emotional intelligence to say that. Oh, you give it like another year and your kids would be like, hey, mom, I just want to hold some space for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, The stuff that they're going to learn is way better than what we had. They're just like, hey, guys, I think we all need to stop trying to run this space and really facilitate it and lend it like and really just like, it's, I don't know what it is. Oh, it's so cute. I love it. Anyway, sorry. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, we were in that like the kind of like gentle parenting circle and the things that we were saying to our, our daughter to have her repeat back where we were like, listen to your body, respect your space, respect your no. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's going to be great. It's uh, very, I feel like as an adult, if you didn't grow up with it, it's very challenging to get in your brain to say, but hopefully it, it gets in her brain. Oh my God. It works. I just, just got to go, go outside, outside and come back, back when it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. And it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, that was good, too. But, oh, my God, yeah. I, I This is kind of kind of a, a left field thing, but also talking about my nephew. One of my things uh, that he's been, like, charming my heart with lately is his love for They Might Be Giants. Um, I don't know if you've shared They Might Be Giants with your uh, children, but the kids love uh, songs about worms that play the drums. So just give it a try. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kai's nephew's a real big severe tire uh, damage fan, and uh, also their other album that I really liked. <laughs> it's just bonkers songs, and some it's actually educational. They have a song about the sun and the, the sun is a massive incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace. I'm not going to sing the whole song, but yeah, they it's there's some fun ones. There. Where hydrogen is turned into helium and uh, at a temperature of millions of degrees. Yeah, I know. As a matter of fact, actually, I want to encourage this both for, for you as well. They are comedic uh, and also just like music geniuses, in my opinion. But yeah, I, I love it. I love oh God. I think I'm I'm not jealous. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm an adult who's really great at being playful, but I'm very I, I am somewhat a little bit bitter that I'm not as funny or going to be as observant ever as my nephew. I feel like he's so just on point and call stuff out. And it's just like, yep, he's winning. He gets it. I feel like talking about um, beautiful children and uh, they, they might be giants is as far away from talking about John Wick as we could possibly have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're not allowed to be mean to me uh, for transition. So just say something mean about Jim and we'll, we'll go back to talking about <laughs> uh, John Wick. A little birdhouse in the Baba Yaga's soul. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll talk about, I'll actually, because I asked, I was talking about the weird, funny things. I love the the moment when he was like in the process of killing a bunch of people, like leaving uh, that like basement, or whatever. And like that one person who got like choked in the neck and like kind of leaned back. And there was that little pause where he had to like reload his gun. I was just like, I love this. This is that's that's really. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy is floundering and he's just like, I could just reload a gun real quick while you're uh, doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I remember that part. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I don't know. Um, I loved when he jumped on a person and used his dead body to like, like <laughs> swing around and then shoot somebody. Like I was like, I was like, wait, what? Did you just pole dance a man to like kill somebody? <laughs> I keep thinking it's this movie where he goes to punch someone and then he like extends his fingers and the guy goes, eh! but that's uh, the Matrix. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I feel like this is like another thing that I hit on. I think we talked about it a little bit before, but like the idea that like there's just all these secret connections. There's this whole world we don't know about. There's all these shared histories that we don't know about. I love all that. I have none of that. <laughs> I have wait, wait, wait. You're telling me you didn't have William Defoe just show up at a funeral that you were at and you have like a secret connection to like another life? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> That was upsetting, what what happened to Willem Dafoe in the movie, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that was rough. But he... I I got near the end, and then uh, my internet stopped working, so... He went out... Okay. The the last, like, 20 minutes is very disjointed in my memory, so I don't remember what happened. Let me give you a frame by frame. Just kidding, I'm not going to do that. We're not doing (laughs) the Jacob Cotta thing again. No, 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 we're not doing that again. Um... Dan, would you like to explain what happened to uh, the William Defoe? Uh, I don't know if anybody. They say better than I. They they kill him. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Dan, thank you so much. Uh, I honestly, I would have said they murdered him, and I feel like that was really just like not yeah. as classy. Well, it's you get it's one. I'm actually I'm trying to remember the specifics of it, but like they they wanted to get some answers out of him. They they very clearly like worked him over for a while, and he put up a good. Uh, good, cool character fight or whatever, but yeah, I like that. The he knew that they were trying to keep him alive, and like that was the deal, or that they were gonna. Uh, was it they were gonna keep him? They what did they want him to do? He's like, I'm gonna go out on my terms. He basically manipulated them into shooting him. I forget exactly yes. what they wanted oh, from him. Though. I remember that line, yeah, yeah. But what did what scourging at the pillar kind of scene? I don't know. But I, I do not like a leg uh, stabbing. I'm surprised you were okay with this based off of uh, my discouragement to reach out to you for gore or scary films uh, from like from many of your friends. Especially since this is essentially a slasher movie told from yeah. the perspective of the slasher. I'm amazed that you love this. But how did you feel about a leg stabbing? Were you fine with that? Did that bother you? I'm weirdly fine with it. I feel like there's only there's one thing in the second movie I think it is that I don't like. I don't remember what we're talking about. <laughs> you can. But but even then, I think a lot of it because (laughs) it's just going to speak to exactly what it is. Like it's so it's so desensitizing. It's it's so relentless throughout it, and it happens at such a distance and in such a quantity that I think it's very easy to just turn off the part of my brain that would otherwise be like I can't watch this at all. And also, I just think about the dog, and then I'm like, this is fine. This is just. I was thinking about a dead dog dying. Think about that poor dog dying. Real nice life with that puppy. Really brings me back to reality. <laughs> no, it is. It almost feels like a video game in the sense that they really did a good job of like never letting you connect to a character long enough to give a fuck about them being shot in the head because he always does headshots. Not always. Most of his kills are headshots, and he's always just like, "No way, I'm leaving you even the slightest chance of being alive." He is like he uh, he just uh, very efficient with his murder. Gotta say. Um, I don't know if they do squibs or if it's I think it's CGI, but like they they they're both very graphic with it, but also very fast. Like it's mm-hmm. like the yeah. sprays are, you know, they're disgusting, but like it's like, OK, yep, that that guy's gone. He's he's uh, that guy's not coming back. There was one part that I don't know how you all felt, but when he like got really up in that guy's face when he like stabbed him up underneath his neck, like into his head and then like eyed him eye to eye into his death, like against that wall. Do you know what I'm talking about in the first movie? Mm-hmm. It's a very intimate scene. I, it just <laughs> felt like, I, no, I didn't think it was going to kiss him or anything, but I, there was a moment. <laughs> I mean, I kind of I, I watch every movie just like hoping everyone's going to kiss at some point. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
like kiss on the forehead right after he dies. <laughs> Sorry, what? It really takes a turn, and then it's just John Wick kissing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a cut of this film that way. <laughs> no, it's just it just it really made me uncomfortable for a quick second. But then I, you're right. I gotta remember. Go back to the 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 reality of a dead dog. You're like, no, I'm gonna make everyone know the weight. This guy doesn't. This guy didn't know about the dead dog, probably. <laughs> but he knows now. And I and I like that because then it's like it it just drives home again, like how personal it is for John Wick. This isn't his regular. This isn't his nine to five assassinating. <laughs> assassinating. Mm-hmm. I said it. I won't take it back. <laughs> I think he might be my favorite assassin. <laughs> I've you know, no, I've seen assassin films, and I think he might be my favorite assassin. Name yeah. four others. <laughs> uh, okay, Ryan Reynolds. Jennifer Gardner. Um, I, in uh, uh, not Electra. Dare, in Electra. Oh God, uh, I'm not. No, uh, Barry, actually. There you go. Another assassin uh, from uh, the TV show, Barry, uh, with, uh, what's his name? Will Forte. Is it Will Forte? No, not Will Forte. Bill Hader. I do that all the time with those two. I'm so, it's not nice. They're not the same man. <laughs> Will Forte is um, uh, MacGruber. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I always mix him up for some reason. Yeah. Oh. That was a good list of assassins, Kai. That was impressive. I was really hard. Like, honestly, I've been sucking so hard at improv lately. Like, people are like, name five things. I'm like, I will name one, and I'm going to sit down because I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, name five things is making up five things versus uh, name five assassins is, okay, hang on, I got to think of five people who are assassins. Yeah, that's way harder. That's like Jeopardy. Yeah. (laughs) I almost named my assassin, but it's like saying your drug dealer's name on the podcast. You're not supposed to do that. So... <laughs> I'll keep that line secret. of work I have no interest in getting into. If anyone listening was thinking about recruiting me to be an assassin, I don't want to. It sounds hard. You do not have time for that. I don't have time to be an assassin. No, you're too busy being in the mafia. I'm also not that. I'm middle management. <laughs> if you were to be cast in the mafia, where do you think they'd put you? <laughs> yeah, where are you landing in the mafia? If I'm cast in the mafia... I'm like a crybaby niece who accidentally blows some cover and gets shot in like the second scene. Or I'm the girl that like runs the bakery and they have meetings in the back. And I don't even know that they're in the back meeting. I like legitimately think it's a business. Those are good. (laughs) I would be good at either of those roles. That's that's what I would play. Dan, are you the mafia's dad? Uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd be like a, a some like degenerate gambler who they just kill immediately. I don't think I'm anybody in the mafia. Oh, but do you think you're a dad too? I would probably be like, I got kids. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I don't. Maybe they've just been watching too many films uh, that are just like heart wrenching killing. Like, I don't like it. I don't like it when they kill dads. When people have kids, I don't like it when they kill parents in movies I'm against that too yeah it really bothers me <laughs> have you noticed more as a parent you're upset about parents being the parent representation of murder in films <laughs> you do notice like it's, i mean especially like our our daughter watches so many disney things it's like you had you did you have to kill one of the parents immediately did you have to open with one of the parents dying where, where the, the fuck's, fuck's aladdin's, aladdin's mom, mom? Like, like why, why? <laughs> what's, what's the, the deal, deal? <laughs> And Bambi's mom eats it. Mufasa. Um, a lot of single parents, too. Uh, yeah, moms are really 
forget about them. They're oh, evil. They're not moms. there. Yeah. yeah. And their gay agenda with a Timon and Pumbaa so early. Really hate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I really wish I was raised by a Timon and Pumbaa. That would have been the best. Oh, my. That's what I'm talking about. Like, if I wrote that movie, what would have happened was, like, I think we, whatever, we can still have the really sad part so that Simba finds Timon and Pumbaa. And then the movie ends with him hanging out with Timon and Pumbaa. That's the end of the movie. Simba never goes back to, to the pride. He just, like, stays w- with them and hangs out. That's like the kind of low conflict, low stakes movie. Okay, I'm so with you. I, with with okay, with John Wick, I was like, why can't this movie just be him having a nice time with his dog? I wanted like Marley and me before it gets sad. That's all I wanted. <laughs> like, I, I'm gonna be honest. I think my favorite part of the movie was when he was taking care of that dog, and the dog like licks his face while he's sleeping, uh, and like he's learning how to like uh, he's like up, he's like training him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I honestly could have watched that for for a whole hour and a half. Oh, I, I I paused and literally was like, hey, you need to come see this and watch this dog like Keanu Reeves and wake him up. Like I rewatched that. <laughs> <laughs> let's watch let's watch uh Keanu Reeves hang out with a, a puppy. That's I could be happy with that for a long time. Matter of fact, actually there should have been more puppy. Uh, if it really was just those first fifteen minutes before anything bad happens, I still would have been like, I'm satisfied with this. This is a movie. They need to do an off TV show time where, oh, actually, speaking of pets. Yeah, would you bring them here? Sorry, this is a commercial break, everybody. Um, only because I need to give my cat Gab- Gabapentin. Can you all give me, like, literally 60 seconds? Yeah. Ugh, poor buddy. Yeah, he needs drugs to calm down. He got to go to the ER last night. Ma- yeah, male cats have hard times going potty sometimes. Right. He's a champion. <laughs> Since the dawn of time, humans have been desperate for connection. Then we realized we could solicit strangers through the Sunday paper. You've heard of Craigslist Personals? Just imagine the pining and thirst from lonely queers searching for love. Join me, Haley, and my array of guests as we read, drag, and rate personal ads from the 1970s through today. If you love gay yearning, you'll love Q4Q, the queer personal ads podcast. Hey everybody, Kai Bobby here, the other host. Uh, I am here with the Captain's Log shout out. It is from uh, our dear friend Crimson. He is incredibly kind and has told me to use this promotion slot to promote my cat's GoFundMe. Uh, my poor little buddy Oliver unfortunately had to have a surgery a little while back. And uh, those medical bills, uh, they, they really rack up. So if you got a couple extra bucks, go ahead and check out that GoFundMe link. It is in the description. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you, Crimson. You're amazing. Let's get back to the show, everybody. We're allergic to cats. Oh, I am also allergic to cat, but my girlfriend has a cat, and he's just basically not allowed in the same room as me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's he. Okay, so the basement is the one room he's not allowed in, and he constantly barrels into the basement. Oh. And... Like today, I was taking a nap in the basement, and he came in, and I woke up, and I was like, "Why am I sneezing?" Oh, Marcel's in the basement. All right, excellent work. I gotta go back in, and I'll talk to you. Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. No, you're fine. I feel like he's strong enough to get out of my cat allergy. Like if I just hang out with him enough, my eyes go up and my throat starts to close. It's rough. Yeah, that's what happens to me too. I get really itchy uh, around the uh, around the eyes. Yep. Cats know if you're allergic. Like they really want to be your friend if you're allergic. It feels like. Yeah, I think Harrison's cat. Yeah, 
uh, ha- like rubs up against me all the time, and I have to be like, well, I guess I have to wash these pants now twice. Right. <laughs> burn them. Yeah. Just get rid well, of them. I only entirely. have like I only have like six pairs of pants. I can't burn them. Oh my god. Uh oh god. What was what was I gonna say about John Wick? I had a thing, and I was so excited to talk about it because it was funny, and it was really good. Oh, it's that fucking can can I get a gun guy? I know him from somewhere. Is he was he on the fucking like Daily Show or some shit? The uh, guy from the commercials. Is it insurance, insurance commercial? Who the the guy who's like his like his uh his second concierge dude basically? Oh, you're talking about can I get a gun from the end of the movie? Sorry, yeah, the can I get a gun guy at the end of the movie, the guy who's in the car and gets killed from oh. insurance commercials. Oh yeah, he's um uh mayhem? he he's mayhem in the commercials. He's Dennis from Thirty Rock. He's uh. Oh, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. I'm a big yeah, fan of his. He was on um, a lot of HBO shows in the early 2000s. Dead, uh, Dean Winter. Because it feels like they gave yes. him like a moment to just wing it. Like There felt like a moment real quick where they were just like, oh, we got a comedian. We should just let him say what he wants, and then we'll put that in the film. Like There was a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, he's so funny. He's oh. like, And it is hard not to see him as, as Dennis from, from 30 Rock. See, that's one I'm mad at myself for not doing immediately in quarantine. I didn't, and I still haven't. Oh, I watched that while I worked. You look so disappointed, Dan. Are you okay? (laughs) If you're, if you find the time and you like it, I'm excited for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a problem. Okay, I'm one of the probably. This is kind of a hot thing to say. I don't like Tina Fey. No, I'm just kidding. I I didn't. I said it. So, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I gotta go. (laughs) Philadelphia. Tina Fey. I love Tina Fey. Uh, and I'm. I don't know who plays Kenneth, but. He's great. Oh, put the page of John McBrayer. Yeah. And in the few episodes that I've seen, Tracy Morgan is absolutely insane. And I'm very excited to see that get even more bonkers. So, yeah, no, that is that is definitely something I'm going to have to go down. Instead, I decided to watch every episode of Friends. Oh, we did. We did Friends. I was, was going to say people. Some people's criticism of 30 Rock is like they claim it like some of the humor hasn't aged well and stuff like that. Mm hmm. But if you're gonna watch every episode of Friends, like with the some of the stuff in there, it's like I think Thirty Rock is fine. <laughs> Wait, you mean uh, Matthew Perry's dad? That whole work? You didn't think that was? Good? <laughs> yeah, no, they. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. The the constant gay panic. Uh, yeah. With, oh with my God. Him anyway, oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything surrounding him. <laughs> But I still sat there and just said, I don't have hand, I don't have to put on pants, and I'm just going to watch Joey and Chandler not know how to take care of a baby. This is entertainment. Like it's it's junk food watch. It's just like it's oh, yeah. a bag of chips. You're like, I'll just watch a hundred more episodes. It's fine. <laughs> it's really That's how many bags of chips I eat. A hundred. Well, <laughs> you're talking about British TV. I'm I'm now doing that with Great British Bake Off. That was a show that everybody cares about so much, and I never did it. I'm doing it now for the first time, and I'm in. It's fabulous. We, we, we watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we kind of trot off in the last season. We didn't have heavy favorites. No. But for the most part, it's great. It's like lovely to watch. Um, the other British one we watch is Grand Designs, where people are designing their. Have you ever heard of this one? No. Like, yeah. People are designing their dream homes, and it's like someone being like, Trevor bought a plot of land on a cliff that's eroding into the seaside and plans to erect postmodern castle. Um, some of them are really, really incredible, and they're like artisans, and it, they follow them for like ten years. And these people are like hand building their houses or doing really interesting stuff. And some of them are like oh my god what are you doing this is a huge mistake but the houses are nuts yeah it's it's always 
the husband is like an architect or he's just rich and he thinks he can he can he can build a house and the wife is just like uh, uh. oh no and i mean it is a cool show because it's not like an hgtv show it's like they they will follow it for a long time and it does feel very authentic to what that experience would be like but there's one where they literally they check back in and it's like well we're getting divorced um it's reality yeah but the woman's like, um, but I'm still going to continue on as project manager. It's just a little challenging since I won't be living in the home. And you're like, oh, I like grim. I like British people's stick to itness. It's like, uh, you know, the documentary series um, Seven Up. Oh where yeah, they, where they followed those. They followed a child. They followed like ten kids from like the age of seven to like I think the last one was fifty six or something like that. Yeah. Oh my God. Something. But is every seven years? Yeah, it's every seven years. So it's whatever multiple of seven that would be. Because the guy just passed away. The guy who made this series. That's crazy. It's like yeah, it's very satisfying. I feel like having the BBC allows them to be like, well, we can take our time with this. I'm just like sixty-three and up. That was the last one. I'm not just one eighty-three. Sixty-three. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I'm just not used to seeing people be like genuine with each other on television and it just is bugging me out <laughs> because people are just like genuinely like upset that somebody else lost and they care. Right. And versus just being like, yeah, yeah that's right. I fucking I put Jimmy's in their sprinkles. <laughs> they didn't notice, you know, like <laughs> Jimmy's in their sprinkles. Two words that are the same. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. No, one of them's hold on. There's it's difference. Genius. There's difference, right? I think it's the same thing. No, I think I think one of them specifically refers to one type of sprinkle. I think it's like a whiskey scotch situation. Oh, uh, uh, it's only if they're, if they're made in a certain region. I, I the Jimmy that. region of uh, <laughs> France. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, I'll 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 look this up. Uh, I'm pre- I feel like before I said that they might be giants was the opposite end of the spectrum from John Wick, but I think it might be. No, it's 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 this. <laughs> Jimmy's yeah. and sprinkles different. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Jimmy's uh, are usually considered to be used as an ice cream topping, while sprinkles are more for decorating baked goods. The sprinkles could just be like colored sugar too, right? Yeah. Like yes, yeah. 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 So you're wrong, Jim. I, I'm gonna still ex- I'm still gonna think of it the way that I think of it. I don't need to. Uh, sprinkles aren't really a thing that I need to uh, accept. It's, it's like a denomination. Like it's it's all uh, ca- Catholics are also Christian, but Christians. Are- <laughs> Thoroughly Catholic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, like squares are rectangles, but rectangles aren't squares. That too. Yeah. What else? What, what other examples can we come up with? <laughs> All right, come on. Can I get five, Jim? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not doing this. Uh, uh, you can do it. Fives can all be numbers, but not all numbers are five. That That's works. a good one. Thank you. That's it. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not no, you're on your off hours. Honestly, I you should never make somebody have to do improv when they're not supposed to be there. Like you should be always getting paid. Don't be funny unless you're getting paid is my motto. I love that energy. <laughs> right? Yeah. I can't wait to I can't wait to follow it someday. <laughs> no, I've been trying to uh, I was saying it earlier, like bringing like having a leg up when it comes to improv in design. But I can tell real quick that there are definitely some students who are not happy that, this is th- that there's a comedian in class. Like, I'm doing presentations and I have to do like group projects. And I'm just like this confident fucking 35 year old. And I'm in class with kids who are like, 
and this is my next slide. Um, there's, as you can see, and I'm just like, oh no, let me help you. Doesn't it really like having come from like a, a comedy world or like being surrounded by like improv people and making that your, your group of friends too? I feel like it really skews your perspective on how other people operate. Like I'm yeah. in situations and I'm like, I forget that other people take themselves very seriously because mm -hmm. no one I know does that. So like whenever I come across it, I'm like, oh, oh, this is what's happening. This is weird to me. Oh yeah, you have to be careful oh. not be too self-deprecating because you're like, people will think that you're, they just like won't <laughs> respect you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I thought we could just kind of uh, chill out a little bit. I've laughed at things that people said that they're like, that's not funny. Like I'm being serious right now. And I was like, I don't, you said it really funny. I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, this is, Oh my God. Uh, classmate of mine, uh, I was like, hey, how's it going? They're like, well, my cat died. So it's a fucking great day. And the way they said it, like I, as someone who just dealt with their cat going to an ER, like I know my heart is big, but the way they said it, I was just like, Jesus Christ, happy Wednesday to you too. But also so real. I know exactly what, like they're also in finals mode and like the world is terrible. So, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. They're going to John Wick it. Honestly, I think someone murdered their cat and this is the beginning of their, uh, their vengeance. They're gonna they're gonna figure it the fuck out. Well, for John Wick, it's just nice to see someone being really good at something. You know, he's very good at that. They 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 always kind of say that like there's two kinds of way you can do change stories, and one is that the main character changes, and then the other is that the main character stays the same, but they change the world around them. Mm -hmm. That was John Wick. He changed the world around him, like a like Paddington Bear. Yeah, there's a lot less people at the end of John Wick. <laughs> I, I think he started out wanting to be be the first thing, right? He wants he wants to change, and what the yeah. world won't let him because twenty eight year old teens. It's like they skip to the end of the movie, forgive Unforgiven. Mm. Yeah, they just they they pull me back in. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't kill Francis, you know. I love that. Uh, that was one of those things that made me really happy. Was that he was just like, hey, I think tonight's a good night to take off. Like I was just like, oh, that's. That's nice. Oh, did you see why they did that? What do you mean? Uh, that was supposed to be code. Uh, like they told the director told the actor the reason why he survives is because uh, John Wick asks him, uh, you've lost a lot of weight, which meant how many hostages are there? And he said, yes, yeah, 60 pounds, which meant there's 60 in there. Oh. And that was like they just never explain it in the movie. But the director confirm that's what he's saying in that moment who's the director again i don't know uh, chad something there's <laughs> technically i think two guys directed it and the only one is credited as the director oh, okay um but between the one and a half directors they, they could have done a little bit more to make that clear for the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah david leach is the other director well because the whole thing is like a device to do like Gun kata or whatever, gun food, whatever they call it, like the gunfighting gun stuff. They call it something like that. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I totally get <laughs> what you're saying. Gun kata was, was, I don't know. I'll, I'll Google it. It's got yeah, to be a yeah. real thing. Yeah, that is a real thing. Because it's also, it's gun fu, gun kata, bullet ballet, and gymnastics gunplay. Yep. Wow. 
Would you rather say gymnastics gunplay? <laughs> that feels like something you find out your spouse is doing and you're like, you should have told me. <laughs> if you wanted to do that, I would do that for you. <laughs> you should have told me. I have my own outlet. I need to do my own thing. On my weekends, I pretend like I'm Jackie Chan. <laughs> uh, where he has like a really cool tuxedo. I haven't seen that movie in so long. <laughs> Oh, the tuxedo? <laughs> yeah, you know that one? Um, I, can't I was like we do. I think more of his uh, uh, movies he made in China. Oh, right on. Uh, I think it's about that time, Jim. Oh yeah, I would say it's about that time. We're now gonna do our wrap-up segment that we call Final Notes, where oh, everyone really just cool. says something about the movie, just if anything. If there's a few things that you wanted to make sure that you had a chance to talk about, this is that moment. Um, so if there's a single thing about this film that you're like, oh my God, people need to know that I feel this way, this is your this is your dying moment. Okay. Um, too much pressure. <laughs> too much pressure. No, I, I, I think I'll, I'll reiterate my first statement. Um, for a movie with, with a high body count, it is low conflict. We're never worried about our boy John Wick. Uh, he's a hero through to the end. I'm thrilled for both of you to watch the remaining movies. I can't. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Once he was a. Uh, once he was stabbed. Like once you saw that. Like he just had sewn it up. You're like, oh, he's fine. He's just gonna take some painkillers and fight. Now I know that whole thing I saw earlier with him having a gate, like a gaping wound. He's he'll be fine. There's a second, the third one. <laughs> if I recall, and this is not a spoiler at all because it's a opening of the movie. Two. One goes directly into two. Oh, awesome! So oh, I love really. It. By the end of this, he's on. He's on very little sleep. And he's cannot have much blood left. But he's got a dog. But he has a, he does have a dog. Yeah. <laughs> My note is um, run, don't walk to see John Wick 2 and 3. <laughs> okay. That's it. You can, cut, you can cut that also. No, I'll keep that. <laughs> uh, Jim, did you have any other final thoughts? Yeah, uh, I watched this on Pluto TV, which meant it had 100 commercials while I was watching it. And every single one of them was just Michelle Obama. And that was my favorite part of the movie. You watched it. Wait, where did you watch this? Uh, Pluto TV. Why don't you just watch it on Amazon for free? I just I had to pay. You would have had to pay three dollars, but it was free on Pluto TV. I think I used my mom's credit. <laughs> <laughs> she probably had one. It said zero, and I'm not thinking about it. She probably just had built-up credit. What was, uh, Michelle, what was Michelle Obama advertising? She's a book. Uh, no, she was uh, advertising so, uh, who someone was running for mayor. Um, <laughs> I sh- I should know this. She said it one million times because she said, "Buh buh buh is running for mayor. You should vote for him." You were just like. Oh, good to see you again, Michelle. Yeah, the great. <laughs> I haven't seen you since I saw uh, a woman with a backpack that had her face plastered all over it on the subway. Aww. That's your, when was that, Jim? When's the last time you've you've had this happen? I mean, I could look it up, but I'm pretty sure that was 2019. So, anyways, <laughs> some of my some of my favorite things that were said in this film. Uh, Vigo actually got some pretty solid lines in there. Is that, am I saying it wrong? Is it Vigo? Vigo. Okay. Like from um, um, Ghostbusters. Yeah. He said, he isn't the boogeyman. He's the one you send to fucking kill the boogeyman. I was like, oh, yeah. All right. That, like, had me, like, gave me, like, a little bit of chills. <laughs> and I love also when he's like, oh, John will come for you. I was like, 
I was very attracted to him in this film, so I was like, I want John to come. Well, hold on, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like come after me, but you know what I mean. Anyways, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, on this yeah. Film. you, you want to come first, and then he'll come after you. Got you. Um. Okay, I think that's about it. Uh, I don't think you're allowed to feed dogs cereal. Uh, yeah, I think that's the pretty much the only thing I understood. I think you feed dogs some whole grain cereal. And it's fine. fine. Yeah. Uh, it's the milk that's the problem. Uh, they most dogs are not great with dairy. It's the milk that's the problem. <laughs> I uh, I speech to text my notes to myself uh, when I take notes, so I feel like I take them a lot more recklessly because it would take effort to type each one of these. It's like when Michael Scott like writes his book. It's kind of like that. Like the shit I say. I wrote down. You know, there's a lot of ways to die. I hope that rather than any of those horrible diseases, I just have Keanu Reeves choking me out with his legs. <laughs> That's also a sexual fantasy that I see you have. That's all right. Well, you know what? Honestly, Jim, this is all coming together and you're helping me realize that. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for pulling that all together. I appreciate that. That's it. That's John Wick. And I can't wait to see the other one. So thank you so much for coming to talk to us about it. Speaking of promoting murder, <gasps> I don't have like a Jim, you're better at segues. What's the segue? Do you have anything to promote? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, when, is, when is this being released? Uh, probably about a month from now. I'd say three weeks. From now. Let me see what the. I would love. I think everybody at a month from now. I would like people to really revisit some of the resolutions and forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also maybe maybe double down on the one that you dropped in the first like week of the month immediately. It's <laughs> actually really solid advice. Um, I'm going to promote, um, the moth at world cafe, uh, first Tuesday of every month, it's a storytelling show. Um, and I'm hosting, I think I'm hosting in January, April and June of 2023. So come hang out with me the first Tuesday of the month of those specific months. It's a long <laughs> plug. Um, and also I want to promote, um, Crossroads comedy as, uh, Marby's baby and is so fun and is, has classes and live shows and is a nice little, um, connection to the, the world that was. So check out Crossroads comedy on the social medias and you can do a quick Googs and figure out what their website is. No, they they always you can just literally go to most of our episode descriptions at this point. Um, from like the, we've had a lot of Crossroads people, uh, like recently I feel like, and uh, we yeah, folks, you remember when Mike came on and talked to us about his feelings about uh, all like all of his feelings about Shaun of the Dead. So yeah, a lot of feelings about Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, he, I was oh. impressed that you filled a full podcast with him. We did not talk about anything other than that movie. He was like, "This is a film I care about, and we will talk about it." He's a he's a businessman when it comes to podcasting. I will say, uh, when you said the moth, I really thought you were going to say the mafia. It really it started. <laughs> okay, you know I'm severing ties. No, that's fine. <laughs> never promote the mafia, a thing that I'm not part of and will never be part of, and don't want to be. Please don't recruit me. <gasps> okay. No, that's fine. I thank you. That quote for the episode. Uh, I will uh, double down on the moth too. I used to actually work at uh, in Cambridge at a place that used to record some of the moth, and it was really awesome uh, because we weren't allowed to serve drinks during the performance, so we got to watch all of the storytelling. Uh, and as an ex-poet who got sick or tired of sharing my trauma for anything other than laughs, uh, I decided to uh, really start loving storytelling because it was like this cool fusion in between. Uh, not fully, like, it's kind of shortening and lessening it, but I love me storytelling because it's. It 
brings together so many unique people because one, you know, you go to, uh, you never know. You're just like, okay, you're a hand surgeon. I don't know about you, but I don't really hang out with a lot of hand surgeons, but I'm really excited to hear their five minute story about their life. Uh, so do that. Yeah. Very fun. That's very much the vibe. Yeah. Tight, 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 tight. Storytelling slams like need to become more of a thing. Every single time I tell someone it exists, they're just like, wait, what? A very, it's a very lovely like human exercise after the the past couple years that we've had too. It's really nice to be like, oh, we're with people and the people are all having these lived experiences and they're different. And yeah, it's like laughing and crying and then coming home and making Dan listen to me retell the entire night. It's great. Tight, tight, tight. Well, Jim, do you have anything else to say? Nope, oh, I forgot we were still recording the episode. Great. Uh, well, folks, we will be back uh, next week for uh, John Wick 2. And it makes it so much easier for me to remember what's on next week because it's literally just the same movie with the number two. Come back. We're going to we're gonna talk about him killing more people and hopefully nobody murdering a dog and neither one of you blinks to tell me. All right, we're going to find out. Thank you, folks. I uh, love you, Jim. And uh, I probably shouldn't express that I love you guys because I feel like we're not there yet. And that's probably awkward at the end of the episode. No, whatever you want to do, it's Ty, fine. that's great. Okay. Stay tuned, folks. I'll tell you what happens. Yeah, thank you. I, I love um, you. Bye. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rotten Treasure. And on Instagram at Rotten underscore Treasure. And on Twitter at Rotten Treasure. And go to Patreon.com slash Rotten Treasure for bonus episodes, early episode release, and a vote for the next series. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Perfect.